I was 13 years old when my grandfather died in 1961. Big Daddy's personal landmark was the Outer Banks of North Carolina. It was there he was the happiest. He owned a family cottage in Atlantic Beach. This was his happy place. As a family, we cherished our time together at the cottage. Big Daddy became very good friends with the Moorhead City charter fishing captain. Captain Theodore moored his fishing boat dockside at the sanitary fish market. Captain Theodore was known as Uncle Theodore to me. Big Daddy was on a first-name basis with Theodore. I have fond memories of fishing with Uncle Theodore and my grandfather. The restaurant was established in 1938. Big Daddy was also good friends with the restaurant founder, Tony Seaman. I believe Tony Seaman and Uncle Theodore were partners. Big Daddy eventually bought his own fishing boat. It was more of a yacht since it had all kinds of fancy facilities. Captain, Uncle Theodore, felt Big Daddy had bought somewhat of a flat-bottom boat. He reminded him often, This type of fishing boat has a broad bow area which creates a rough ride in rough weather. The boat hull, however, is very stable in calm weather. Big Daddy got a great price on the boat when he bought it, flat-bottom or not. Big Daddy reminded Uncle Theodore of this several times. There were many conversations on how flat the bottom of the boat was. Of course, it was not entirely flat. It would have been a barge if it were that the case. I have also thought this was somewhat of an opinion. Big Daddy often chose the sound side at high tide. This translates to the well-known phrase, high tide on the sound side, noting the brogue accent, high tide on the sound side. The sound, of course, being of calmer water than the ocean. Big Daddy, however, chose to fish more in the Atlantic Ocean. Big Daddy was also known to take a slow trip out to international waters from time to time. I do remember a rough ride occasionally. What I remember most is the long durations of riding huge waves. Perhaps our somewhat flat-bottomed boat assisted with the longer durations of being nearly weightlessness. It was a good ride for a young child as myself. I can remember getting lightheaded from falling off the crest of a high wave. Again, for somewhat of a flat-bottom boat, it was real for me. Big Daddy's brother, Arthur, and sister, Viola, also owned an Atlantic Beach cottage two blocks away. Yes, we had family fishing competitions. We always kept secret where we went to fish. The secret location was revealed after counting fish at the end of a fishing trip. Some of those memorable secret places were Shackleford Banks, Hog Island, Cedar Island, Shoal Island, Oyster Creek, Ocracoke, Sea Level, Harker's Island, Emerald, and of course, Cape Lookout. Even if we caught no fish, Big Daddy typically rewarded everyone with a trip to the sanitary fish market. Occasionally, we would go to their competitors, Captain Bill's restaurant. This was simply to break things up a bit. Big Daddy was dedicated to his friends at the sanitary fish market. Sanitary was his favorite. Our large family was always welcomed personally by Tony when we entered the restaurant. I can remember well our entire, our entire family made a long line when we entered the restaurant. We took up several tables. The dining style was family style. Hush puppies were delivered first. I remember our long reaches across the table. The sanitary fish market is world, world famous for its hush puppies. Big Daddy always made sure that his family of seven children and many grandchildren celebrated. We had many happy family gatherings on the Outer Banks. Big Daddy funded our trips from a lumber company he founded. 
It was located between Woodland and George. It was named Shackleford Lumber Company. Most of his children worked at the lumber company. A majority of blacks from Woodland also worked there. I got an early education of the logging industry. I was educated personally by Uncle Floyd. I worked in the log woods and swamp. Uncle Floyd nearly worked me to death. I had many worker friends that were black. I remember well the blacks' attendance outnumbered the whites at my grandfather's funeral. I remember it very well. It was in January 1961. I was 13 years old. This was highly unusual for this time period. The white attendants overflowed the Baptist church. Temporary tents were constructed outside the church for the massive black congregation that attended his funeral. I contributed to the fact that my grandfather always made sure his employees had enough to eat. Again, I remember this well from a very young age. It was not unusual for a black worker to come by the house for emergency grocery money. Big Daddy simply phoned the local grocery store and added the bill to Big Daddy's grocery account. This would, either, this would have been either with John Liverman or Dale Bale, both in the grocery business. Both were prominent citizens of Woodland. After Big Daddy died, his sons continued to employ emergency food funds. I was often the messenger.